What's happening? Sorry, a little longer introduction. I got taken with the video here. Yeah. Uh, very interesting. You know who that is? Um, okay. Is it Meatloaf? It's Meatloaf, okay. who is in the news recently. Really? God rest his soul. Oh, he passed away? COVID. Uh, anti-vaxxer, as I understand Sad. It. Yeah. Always sad. Always sad. Always sad. Uh, but Meatloaf there. I, of course, our Valentine's Love Song series ends today. Today, uh, yeah. Because next week we'll be getting ready for St. Patrick's Day. But, um, <laughs> yeah, that'll be all, my the, first. all the Irish jigs we're going to play. <laughs> my first. Um, but, uh, I can I tell you how many slow dances in middle school I danced to this song? Um, a million. This was played every dance at least once, maybe twice. Really? And I would uh, slow dance it. Hmm. I was very into the slow dances. Interesting. When were you in middle school? Like, what years? Oh, I'll have to do the math here. Um, let's see. So it would have been, it would have been ninety four and ninety five. Ninety four and ninety five. Okay. When did you graduate high school? Two thousand zero zero class 2, of zeros. Thousand. You are the One same one. age as like the boy that was my, is my best my best friend's older brother, who I thought is like him and his friends like that is cool. Oh, they're cool. so cool. I'll be cool like that when I'm, I'm glad to have been part of a generation where there was at least one person thought it was cool. Okay. <laughs> but then I grew up and um, I was like, I don't think he's that cool. So Hey, would, when you, th- like, maybe this is too vulnerable to ask. Okay. W- who were you in high school? Like, what breakfast? Uh, I was a theater person. The theater. Okay. Yeah. I was the jock. I was Amelia Estevez from The Breakfast Club. We Well, the thing about being a theater person at Grand Prairie High School was we were... Um, well, we always call ourselves like B team cool. Okay. Like uh, there were people that made homecoming core and yeah. class superlatives and okay. things like that. So it was like being a cool kid, but like oh, you know, uh, speaking of class superlatives, what do you know what Lindsay and I were? Uh, like most likely to get married. Close. We were Romeo and Juliet. Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, that, is that was so like sweet. there was one where it wasn't most likely. It was just who are Romeo and Juliet. Although there yeah. are. I think four couples, including us, from our class of 140 kids who got married and are still married. Wow. Yeah. And also, that's a long time. Like, you and Lindsay have been married a long time. Yeah, we're um, 20, 18 years this summer. Eight, 18. This summer, yeah. Okay. And then, so. yeah. How, how old were you guys when you got married? I turned 23 Yeah. on July 23rd. Did golden, you feel like you were so old at the time? Golden birthday. Oh. And then on July 24th, the next day we got married. So I just turned 23. She was 22. Were you like, wow, I'm an adult? It certainly felt that way. Um, and of course now I feel like, I, like it feels like a toddler. But here's the thing. When I'm 60, I'm going to think that I was a spring chicken at 40. Yeah. So it just always is. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, you know, on the other hand, I think about some of the things I did at 23. Yeah. I moved across the country, having never really done that. Yeah. Drove a U-Haul with a trailer behind it. Started graduate school in a foreign town. Made a new life for ourselves. Yeah. 
Didn't know anybody here. Yeah. She got a job at a place. That was all very grown up. Ran a budget for the first time. Yeah. That that instinct was in me from day one. I love keeping those numbers. We're like, wow, um, this is the best thing. I get I to love. I get to keep track of every cent of I our know money. It, yes, <laughs> it was uh, some Scrooge McDuck in there for sure. I love it. <laughs> it spills over into the church finances a little bit. Yeah, that's fun. Uh, yeah, I love that. So that part really was very adult. intuitive for me. I think church life was very intuitive. Finding a church, making that important. Yeah. Friendship was intuitive. Yeah. Um, Friendship. You know, we had hard things in our marriage like everybody to begin with. Yeah. But gosh, that first year of marriage was so much fun. Is it? Yeah. We watched Friends every night while I made dinner. We made dinner together. Oh, yeah. We ate, we ate on a card table with car- chairs for like the first three months. Isn't that so... I think I love those things. Yeah. No, there, there was something very... I mean, part of it was the novelty. Yeah. Like we got to live together for the first time. Right, yeah. Um, we were in that moral place where that was the right choice for us. Uh-huh. Um, sure, right. We, uh, but gosh, yeah, because I mean, I worked every night from 5 to 10 on schoolwork, and she worked from 5 to 10 as a first-year teacher. Uh-huh, yeah. Cutting out every craft and. Right, yeah, putting it, putting it together a whole classroom and all yeah. the lesson plans. And that first year of teaching is a doozy. You know what I'll say, though? Everybody always picks on the previous versions of themselves. I don't have the energy now to accomplish what I did accomplish then. <laughs> you know? So it's like, yeah. maybe I There's was... There's that. Maybe, yeah. I don't think... So my 23-year-old self's got something on my 40-year-old self. But part of me is like, I was such a dummy. Yeah. I no. did that. Do you know what I mean? Like... Yeah. Insecurity still. You yeah. know, as we know scientifically, frontal lobe still forming, especially in men. Yeah. Um, That's kind of crazy. Way more athletic. But Gosh, UBC would have these Sunday afternoon football games and frisbee games. Yeah, um, the plays I could make then. Really? Not anymore. Not anymore. Now I play with my son, and he just destroys me. He is also a giant. Is what is? Yeah, it's happened. it's real close. If you flatten his matty hair, which he lets run wild. Well, but I've got him still. But you know what I think about is when I came to the church, he was in uh, fourth grade Sunday school. Yeah. And he had that long yeah. blonde hair. Well, and he was a little scrawny guy. I've noticed this. Our our boys, and I say our boys, his friends, but also like the Cry Boys, Hudson Harp. Yeah, they're in this phase now, which we call puberty. Where if you look at a picture from a year ago, you're like, it's it's baffling. Truly, if someone didn't tell me that was the same child, if I didn't know in my yeah. you know brain, uh, I love it. I love it. It's such a fun. It's very fun to watch. I've enjoyed it. Yeah. Well, anyways, we got off topic, but Meatloaf, yeah, Middle Meatloaf. School, oh, Dances, yeah. oh, The Love yeah. Song. I love the Love Song series. I can't wait for Irish tunes next month. <laughs> okay. Leading up to St. Patty's Day. Yeah, that'll be great. I um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say. I, I dance to a lot of like Usher at school dances. Yeah, that makes sense when I think about when I remember him being popular-ish. Yeah, yeah. So. It was a lot of that type of thing. So. Yeah. It's very fun to think about. I'm trying to think about what the love songs were. A lot of Titanic, a lot of boy band songs. Um, so that's a fun memory. Yeah. Well, Taylor, should we get to it? Yeah, of course. Okay. Let's get to it. Um, we got to give a shout out to Val. Yeah, we do. She had a rom-com quiz correction. Yes. So I'll give listeners a second to think about this in case anybody else picked up on this. Last week in your quiz, I gave you a prompt, which is a pair, um, almost all of them heterosexual. 
Um, although we did, uh, it was Ellen Page and Michael. Um, Sarah. But now it's Ellie, Ellie Page. Page. So yeah. incidentally, there I guess there's a small um, piece yeah. of diversity. Well, anyways, I had said, oh, I just used this in a sermon, Jennifer Lopez and Matthew McConaughey. And I said... Uh, Monster-in-law. Yeah, well, that was the movie. We both we both defaulted to, probably because of that false prompt I offered us. Yeah, because we've just seen that. Yeah. Yes, was actually Jennifer Lopez and Michael Varton, who you may remember from Alias, the, oh, yes. who acted across Jennifer Garner in that series. Mm-hmm. Um, it was not Michael Varton. It was Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. And him and Jennifer Lopez were in, do you know? Me? Yeah. Oh, I've already forgotten. It was, uh, I think it was Wedding Planner. The wedding planner, that's yeah, right. Yeah, where she um, is engaged to Mazimo, who is, um, what's his name from Grey's Anatomy? Oh, yes. Um, uh, that I watched in the first few years, that guy. Yeah. That, Alex. Alex. Uh, but at the last minute, she falls for Matthew McConaughey, who has fallen for her through their wedding planning. Very, yes, of course, the very charming Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. Do you find him charming? Is he one of your guys? You got to love that he loves Texas. Yeah, yeah. That's really it. Mostly Okay. It. And remind me, he's not, yours is, yeah, we did this, Pete Davidson and yeah. everybody else. Sorry, just Adam like, hmm. Driver. Okay. Hey, um, well, uh, have you been watching any of this Joe Rogan Spotify stuff? Yeah, I'm, yeah, I've been paying attention to some of it. So I feel like this is the ultimate case for what I'm trying to say about your dollars and billionaires. Okay. Which is if you want change, vote with your money. Yeah. That's how you do it. So now I have, <laughs> actually I can't read my notes, I have 19% have threatened to cancel or something spotify 19 percent of the artists no 19 percent of users oh have wow started to threaten to cancel if their they mem- don't their membership or yeah whatever. which um yeah i've long thought somebody could develop an entire political platform and their only thing is if you join this we are a coalition and all we are going to do is hold corporations accountable with our purchasing power and we're going to be committed to being unified. Oh. So if the new iPhone's coming out and we don't like it, we are all saying we are not going to buy the iPhone. Yeah, you until can't you make do us this. buy this iPhone. But if somebody, it's like the picket line, right? If somebody breaks if it, somebody breaks, yeah, it doesn't work. Or a, a union, you, but you really have to be committed. Yeah, but I think if somebody could lead that, they would change the world so fast. Honestly, interesting. That's the way you do it with money and threat. Money is power. Yeah, I think. I mean, I think that's true. That's like the ultimate truth. Call it the consumer party. Yeah. Wouldn't that be ironic if that was the thing to break capitalism was consumerism? Yes, that would be ironic. Okay. Um, now the thing that every... Well, no, let's put that to the end. Other piece of gossip. Okay. Have you been following the Aaron Rodgers drama this week? I haven't. I have been... I mean, you know, I told you I think I checked out of football. Yeah, well, I know that you... Um, you do not like him to start with. Sure. But as a fan of karma, you might be happy to know. I read like a gossip magazine. So. Well, I don't. Um, it's not that I don't like. Him. I do want to clarify. Okay. It's not that I don't like him, but I think he. It's like bad actions, bad choices. Oh, he's had a dumb year. That he's been. And making. I think for me, in the beginning, I'm like, okay, celebrities have the microphone in front of them all the time. Sure. Um, I don't agree with the please, but we shouldn't make a big deal. But it's just like and now it's oh you're you're like. You're He's persisting. like doubling down. Yeah. 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 Which, I mean, make your bed lay in it. But, um, sure. Uh, Shalane Woodley. Yes. His has fiance. Has broken off the engagement. Are you joking? That's what it said. Alexa, 
Is Shalane Woodley engaged to Aaron Rodgers? Alexa, Alexa is not helping us today. It was probably too hard of a question for her. I read that. I read that in one article. I didn't fact check it. Wow, that's interesting. I wondered if Shailene Woodley was into all of this, was the source of some no, of it. No, in fact, I had read previously they don't have agreed to disagree in politics, which, no surprise there, right? Okay. Every every actor in Hollywood's liberal. But um, then... Well, she's pretty extreme, Shailene Woodley. But, like, in what way? Like... I don't know. Like she's in about the environment, she's very okay. Extreme. That's my like what she does essential oils and she treats her feet with sawdust and no, no, coconut she, milk and stuff. And no, she puts her money where her mouth is. She well, I don't know about her money, but she, like she goes out to those pipeline protests and she's gotten arrested. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like her stuff is earthy. Okay, like okay. I know that extremist. Okay, sure. Yeah, you, um, you're familiar with those people. I they're just a different kind of extreme for me than like. Like the, well, like kind of your quintessential feminist or even your, like, your, you know, capital protester. There's all, but like, I don't know. The environmental ones are kind of always doing their own thing. Yeah. And they're just, I don't want to say funny to me, but, and as somebody who reads a great deal of ecological I was going to say, you like, yeah, you really care about that. But yeah, I'm much more a pragmatist about solving these things. And I think these things are. Okay, yeah. Um, okay, well, sh- just was sharing that with you. Hey, have you watched any of the Winter Olympics? Yeah. Last night I was watching... I said something about this on Instagram. Last night I was watching I, um, men's figure skating. Oh, okay, that's already on. And, yeah, and... I've done a really bad job. I really thought about... Um, I watched some men's giant slaloming, which is terrifying. Yeah. Um, and all those sports, I feel like they could die. The winter ones. Yeah. It's like not a in like safe a moment. Out, yeah, it's not a safe one out there. It's like they make truly. Sometimes it was like, oh, their ankle was ten degrees too far this way, and they're like tumbling down the hill. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And uh, and then I also watched the snowboarding because I follow this girl. She does recipes on okay. the internet, and her brother is a like a doing the snowboard tricks. You know, all the things with like a, there's a 560 or a 1020 yeah. or, then her brother is one, he won the gold medal at the last Olympics, Okay. he didn't get a medal this time, so. Well, uh, there's a guy tonight who it happened at 2.30 our time this morning, but it'll be aired tonight at 5.30 from the town just north of mine, which it's not my town, but when every town's two to 3,000 people, y'all, right. you hang together. It all comes together, right? right? I've been to this town all the time. Uh, he is doing Nordic skiing tonight. Nordic skiing? Yeah. So What's Nordic skiing? Isn't like, that cross country? Oh, okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I think sense. that's right. That makes sense. But there are different <laughs> events within that broad umbrella. Yeah. So Alpine and Nordic. Hey, there was a... Um, yeah, there was also a cute little story. You would have liked it. A guy who in the giant slalom, um, he's from Vermont. His mom taught him how to ski. She's also a gold medalist. Wow. She taught him how to ski on a little hill outside their house. And also, like a year ago, he broke one of his vertebrae. And he okay. like the old vertebrae put break. in the work. Yeah, casual. And he like put in one year. He put in the work and he got, I think, um, a silver medal. Here's a random question for you. Okay. Okay, like one year. 
Yeah. If you could give yourself, and you could potentially. Yeah. Well, sure. within reason, right? We can't. That takes a lot of resources, by the way. Yeah, I have. Skiing. I have a job. We talked about this. Right. Yeah. But like, um, some some things are easier access points. We talked about this is the difference between the summer and the winter of Olympics. Yeah. Summer right. is much more accessible. Yeah. But um, if you could for a year, mm-hmm. against, you could. But sure. like, do something really diligently in a one year be great at it. Yeah. What would you pick? I think playing the piano. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. That's great. Same, same. I think playing the piano um, is a skill I should have anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I've already spent a lot of my life practicing how to play the piano. Now, I've asked you this before, but I forgot your answer. Uh-huh. So I, um, I, I, I don't have that kinesthetic rhythm thing. Mm-hmm. Like a, a drummer who can make the... The hi hat do one thing and his other hand do another thing yeah. and the foot like I would it was it's like my life depended on it, I would die. Okay. <laughs> Couldn't do it. Okay. Piano pieces require you to do two different things with your hands. Yeah. Could I learn that? Yeah, you can learn anything. But but really? Yeah. Oh, because I would love to be good at piano, but I don't think I. It's 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 like all things. It's practice. I'm gonna tell you my theory on this. Okay. Um, there's a relationship between math and music. Yeah. Um, it's, it's I'm I'm never stunned when a engineer I know also plays an instrument well. Right, never. Never. Whatever makes them good at one makes them good at the other. That's why they have those STEAM academies now, like science, technology, yeah. art, <laughs> and yeah. then the whatever the engineering and mathematics yeah. or whatever. Well, um, what's that noise? Asking you at my house, but anyhow. Um, I think it's outside. I think that whatever part of the brain does those things good uh-huh. um, was sacrificed in me for my relational ability. Okay. Have you ever seen that <laughs> that scene from Office Space where the, the consultants come in basically to tell them who to fire and the mm. one guy's like, I have people skills. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I always feel like, I'm, I'm good at people. I have I'm relational good, skills. I'm good at the people. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I do sometimes feel like I've got whole chunks. Like math, uh-huh. my friend Amy hates when I say this because she's like, Taylor, you, I mean, this is the truth, right? I was always in accelerated math. Like I took calculus in like 10th grade or something like that. Uh-huh. She's like, you're not bad at math. It's just that your whole life you've been told that like girls are supposed to be bad at math. Yeah. But I think I'm just bad at math. Sorry well. to disappoint Amy. She's a, she is a... I uh, agree that anybody teacher. can learn to do math, but some people have a bigger inclination to be successful at it. Yes. Natural inclination. I don't. I have no curiosity when it comes to math, yeah. you know? And I think part of that inclination is about timing, too. Sure. Like, there are things I hated in school, which I now I'm curious about. And because that curiosity is there, I think that would be a driver to help me yes, overcome. Yes, to learn the, it. Yeah. But the, the, bird, the hurdles wouldn't feel like hurdles. Yeah, it would be exciting. Right. It would be like, oh, here's a challenge. Yeah. Whereas when I was in sixth grade, I was like, this is, I want to go outside, you know, or whatever. Can we hit pause so I can investigate this? Yes. Listener, we'll be back trying, and we'll tell you what the whistling in my house is. Yes, I think it's outside. All right, I'll go check. Taylor. Yeah. I'm back. Yeah, we found the... You well, want to know what it was? Yes, I do. That's what okay. I was about to ask. Okay, this is very peculiar. So, have you ever replaced a toilet? No, like a whole toilet? Yeah. No. Okay, well, if you do this, um, there's a large pipe that is fixed to the floor. Yeah, yeah. Through a series of bolts. I've seen it. I know how okay. to turn off the thing. Okay. The water, So, you know. And it, this is where the sewage goes directly into the sink, okay? Yeah. Well, um, the the toilet to the, th- the, um, 
the pipe is sort of an imperfect exchange. And so people have what are called wax seals or little donuts of wax, literally. Right, yeah. That you, and then you squish them down, okay? Okay. Uh, well, the toilet on the third floor. Wow, okay. Instead of the wax. That's what was making a noise? Instead of the wax seal coming out beneath the toilet, like 99.9% of toilets, it comes out the back, like it shoots out, okay? Okay. And I'm sure it was some kind of design necessity. It's the third floor. They redid it in the 80s, whatever. Sure. But that, just the, the sheer physics of it, it lends itself to a, um, a gravity problem of water wanting to go down. So the wax oh. seal sometimes drips. Okay. And we, when we had the ceiling redone, I asked them to put a drop ceiling in there, and I have a bucket with a water detection device oh. so that it doesn't ruin my drywall, and I can sure. fix a problem. But it's it's usually so slight, it's not worth addressing. That's what the noise. It was the alarm, the water alarm, telling so me that there was a few drops of Thank you. So you just had to go push it back into place? Reset what? it, and I just make sure, because it drips so occasionally and slowly yeah. that it's not it's not a real problem. Yeah. But Well, that's great. Yeah. I am... Um, I'm having problem with that same sort of pipe area, um, but I only have one bathroom, and it's to the pipes outside, it's which are outside. clay and cracking. Oh, gosh. It's horrible. <laughs> yeah. But it's one of those things you only have to fix. Once in your life. Yeah, exactly. Well, PVC. Um, all right, here well, we go. What were we talking about? Well, I think we were talking about the Winter Olympics in... No, the piano, as I asked about oh, the piano. Oh, the piano, yeah. Gosh, could I do yeah. both hands? You could learn it. Well, but I want you to know that's the thing I struggle with as well. And I have spent so much time. Like, essentially, when I play, play the piano now, I play the right hand, and then I just play chords with the left hand. That's what I'll have to do, I think. Yeah. But I just hear some piano pieces, and I have this very romantic image of me yes. in a dark room by myself in a nice tuxedo playing the piano and being very good at it. That you do that whole scenario, yeah. it's just you, it's not even for anyone else. No, it's just maybe a music video, Josh. I <laughs> wait, so maybe it's for the masses. <laughs> I was about to say, like, that's so I think that's so healthy. Yeah, no, there's no health. Okay, 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 there's always something. <laughs> um, but that's what I got. Yeah. Uh, Winter Olympics, I'll just say this I'm bummed. I think it's just a reality in our life that I don't have time anymore. Mm-hmm. I used to watch all the Olympics. I just need to turn them on during dinner time at least so I can yeah. be passing by the TV and catch stuff. I, but I think there's something to be said about the timing of the Summer Olympics. Mm. Like it is also like sort of like in either like a sort of just back to school or just before back to school. Yeah. Like the moment is like the evenings are kind of free for some reason. Yeah. yeah. More so than like the Winter Olympics, which well, like February is in the middle of everything. I'll tell you this. It's just right now when we sit down, we are watching Downton Abbey. Oh, really? That is have you started The Gilded Age? No, I'm, I'm saving it. Okay. I yeah. have three shows, three good shows lined up for Yellow Jackets is one of yep. them? Yes. I have to find Showtime Access because I actually have two seasons of Billions I want to watch too. Oh, okay. Yellow Jackets, you know, it's a, it's Ozark season four. It's a 30-day free trial. 30 uh, days. Woo! I would have to commit. Um, yeah, that's true. Then I would have, I said, Ozark season four, and then I also have um, Gilded Age. Yeah. yeah. So those three. That'd be great. Yeah. Exciting TV coming your way. Oh, yeah. All right. What everybody's been waiting for. Yes. Work, work, Eliza. Work, work, Angelica. Okay. Work, work, and Peggy. You. So you've been studying, because yesterday I heard you sing that song, and you kept saying well, Mary. I forget, I forget Angelica. I forget Eliza. I just, I will substitute names. Yeah. Okay. Great. Lindsay is threatened to do, like, a, a reel of just 
when I'm doing the dishes at night and she doesn't know I'm watching, I just will say work, work, and names for like 20 minutes straight. Different random names. Eliza. I would, work, l- work. I would love Vanessa, that. Vanessa. Work, work. Jennifer. Work, work. <laughs> just get through the whole thing. All the names. Every name. Look around, look around. <laughs> Alexander Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's what I can say. Number so one. So you saw it on Saturday. Yeah, I was. Uh, so I, I I get a little lost in the songs sometimes if they're long. Yeah. I just kind of start thinking about you know Zillow houses and whatnot, and um, <laughs> or I'll check my my playbill to see which song is this in the order of songs. I love to do that. At halftime, how long away we got coming? So, anyways, I didn't realize it was the 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 song where they get married and then they replay it from Angelica's perspective. Rewind, yeah. Well, it's called Rewind. I didn't realize. I'm like, wait, why were those candles there and then gone, and why are they back out now? Did that? What's going on? Well, and then Lindsay's like, wasn't that rewind scene amazing at halftime? It was. I'm like, oh yeah, I heard about that crap. At intermission. <laughs> I wish I would have paid attention. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah, I remember. That's All like, right, here's my notes. Okay. Um, yeah, great. I thought the second half was significantly me, better than the first half. Let me dial in Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, okay. Um, I thought the political sparring scenes, when they would hold, you know... Court? Court. Yeah. Were the best. Really? The lyrics. Yeah. Uh, between Jefferson. Actually, I'll say this. Once Jefferson enters, because he enters right after halftime, yeah. I think the whole thing comes alive. Yeah. In a way that it's not before that. <laughs> okay. Sure. Um, well, you know, so the four guys from the front end yeah, yeah. are the four guys and the different guys from the back end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I did notice that. Um, but Hamilton's Hamilton throughout the thing, right? Yes. Okay. Um, it was really great. Um, and I, I hate to say this because I think it's a show that very appropriately has... Um, do they intentionally cast people of color for all the roles? Yes. Even every version of it, right? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. That being said, yeah. My favorite character is King George. It's not even close. Okay. He's okay. so funny. Sure. Yeah. Very funny. Oh my gosh. And his songs are funny. His songs are hilarious. Yes. Just great writing. Yeah. Um, I do think that theater. This is a general theater observation. Yeah. For somebody who doesn't really give enter into motion easily, mm-hmm. I have noticed sadness is something that stage has a power to deliver yeah like um both when his son is shot yes and oh my gosh the, the scene where the the bullet is traveling across the stage mm-hmm. it, that's like a, a character the bullet yeah it was unbelievable yeah she did such a good job yeah but his whole his like seeing his life yeah was very emotive and then after the sun dies they sing some song like up the streets or something or uptown or yes know. Yeah, after was, Philip dies. Yeah, it's very quiet be- uptown. Yeah, beautiful. Um, I thought the whole thing was very well told in that it's like a movie. There's like a meta theme, but it's his personal life weaved in it and all the kind of details of that personal life. Yeah. Um, we, of course, hit Wikipedia afterwards, and I didn't know that Angelica and Hamilton had this real kind of spicy, I don't know if it was. Yeah. But like there was some real emotion there. Right. Relationship. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was just really well told. You know, I had that question, why Hamilton? Yeah. I think understanding musicals as an answer, but then also knowing Chernow and now having seen it, you kind of get the idea. Yeah. And that last song is really the, the answer, which is who tells your story. Yeah. It is very powerful. But this is my big question at the end then. Okay. Um, Lin-Manuel Miranda obviously has given all of this a great deal of thought. He's super talented. Has, has made this not just about 
musical theater, but in some sense justice in right. the way he cast it. Yeah. But I kept thinking, but but you've spent all this emotion and energy of making a very privileged white person's story yeah. more platform, which I was just curious why he made that choice other than he read the book and it was enthralling. Right. I do think it's... Um, like, why isn't it Frederick Douglass? Well, or that, Booker T. Washington? Yes. So these w. are the Boys. things that have come up, right? I think we're in sort of like... It is crazy to see the speed at which um, society moves now. Mm-hmm. And so I do think there were like, uh, you know, four or five years where everyone was like, this is amazing. And I think his answer to that question was like, uh, part of the reason I want to do this is because I want young kids um, of color, kids who are immigrants, you know, I want them to be able to look at this story and imagine themselves in it. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like to, That's really great. to say like, those might be, those might've been white men, but like, I can see myself portrayed in a way that like is I can now imagine myself in that story well that's a really great answer that is a great answer because you can't change the whiteness of history right but you can change people a tool to reimagine how it could be right yeah um but even that has like come under fire now I think the question is kind of like but why couldn't we just have written something that was about? Do you well, know what I, mean? I mean, give him some credit. He wanted to do it. That's all he needs to say, right? Yeah, exactly. The art we make is our own prerogative. And maybe it's a. I mean, he opened up a new whole imagination, right? Of, yeah, like, of like what a musical could be, right? And what history could be, and yeah, how it could yeah. be told. Well, um, I hope that more things are like that. The other thing I'll say is this: I told you the other day. I've now seen five live musicals. And this is third out of five for me. Yeah. Acknowledging that all three of my top three are in very different categories. Yeah. Um, so King Kong yeah. is number one just for the spe- spectacle. Yeah. Um, and then number two was Come, Come From, from Away. Away. But there's a world in which that could be number one. Like that was just really cathartic, beautiful storytelling. Sure. Um, Hamilton, I can see, was boundary breaking. Yeah. It, it, it did its own thing. The music, the imagination. Yeah. The subject matter, it's all just very inspiring. Yeah. And I think the interpretive moves are mm-hmm. like, yeah, very inspiring. Good. I'm glad. I'm trying to think of an analogy of something that is clearly like a goat in its category, but just because it's not my thing, it's like, oh, yeah, I can recognize its greatness. Yeah. Also, it's not my favorite. Yeah. Um, what a thing. I felt that a little bit about Titanic when the movie came out. Right. Sure. I loved it. I thought it was great. It wasn't my favorite. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think that it's like, um, I mean, you know, there are Tony Awards for like sort of the, uh, um, what is it called? The set for right. set design and stuff like that. Like if that is the thing that you care the most about. King Kong won puppeteering. Right. Yeah, exactly. Then like, it's like you can, it makes sense that that would be the thing that you. Yeah. Um, that would be the thing that you love. Um, or that that would be number one for you. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We love, as a family, we really love Les Mis, But my uncle, who worked in the theater and in politics, every time my mom says, like, oh, we went to see Les Mis because it was in Dallas or yeah. Fort Worth or something, he's always like, oh, did they turn the lights on this time? Because it's just, like, really dark. The whole show. time. Yeah. yeah. And it, I do am at the age where I get annoyed if a TV clip is in dark for a long time yeah like it doesn't i know you're trying to do effect but i I just want to see what's happening (laughs) i just want to see what's going on well but he has felt that way since he was like in his 20s like he just is like 
turn the lights on so we can see you know stop it and, and it is a dark it's like a very the show well in its original sort of yeah. setting was very like oh here's a spotlight to see this scene and here's a spotlight to see this scene and the lights are very low mm. and guess what my next show is what uh music man oh a classic in on broadway on broadway yeah hugh jackman and sutton foster Oh, that's right. That's right. I know Lindsay's, Lindsay's really excited. We're going May. About so, what? When is Lindsay's birthday? May eighth. May eighth. So, so she. We, we're gonna fly out Friday. Also a tourist. Very important to me. Go to the yeah. Well, there you go. I'm a tourist. I was recollecting. Yes. Um, so anyways, uh, that's that. That is the end of my list. Do you have other things you want to talk about this week? Yeah, I want to talk about um, the freeze a little bit. Oh yeah. Um, and I want to really mostly I want to ask you what are your favorite foods to cook in situations like that? What a great question. Thank you. Um, so it's cold outside. We I love if I have time to make a soup. Obviously, love it. I make a soup of Descana. I've got that recipe down. Okay. Lindsay made a chicken wild rice soup. Yeah. Um. Yeah, soup is my answer. Okay. What's your answer? Soup. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we made Kathleen made chili. She has a really great chili oh, recipe. Oh, great job! Um, yeah, and then uh, we also oh we made salmon for like salmon rice bowls. Have mm-hmm. you ever? Yeah, it was all the rage. I know you guys do that. Yes, we love it. Mm-hmm. And then I think we just made random things: macaroni and cheese. Okay. Oh, a lot of toasts, uh, breakfast sandwiches. Okay. Friggin' love a breakfast sandwich. Yeah. And it's so homey, I feel like. Like, when I'm cold, I want, like, a bacon, egg, and cheese. You know, that's good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Mostly soup, though. Also, I want to say, I barely remember last week's podcast. Because why? Because I have whoop listening. Oh, I'm sorry. You did. <laughs> well, I, I just want the listener to know. <laughs> well, we did compassion. Yeah. I remember. You, hang, you hung in the conversation. I did? Yeah. Okay. You're good. Good. I'm so glad. I I remember having that conversation, but the like the beginning part is sort of it, like sparkly to me. Yeah. Do you know my water alarm's going off again? Your water? Oh, it is. Can you hear that? Yeah, I can hear it. I'm not gonna do it right now. I'm sorry. Okay. I, hopefully, it's not too loud of a thing. Um. All right. Well, you know what time it is. Time for a quiz. No, no, no. One, two, three. Oh, quiz, quiz time. time. Yeah. Sorry, I'll remember. Next week, I'll remember. Yeah. Okay. We have a Valentine's quiz for Josh. Oh, I love it. Since this Get is... it? <laughs> I could not say love... I'm going to close a couple of doors real quick. Okay. I could not say love, love, love feast or whatever on Sunday. Wow. Okay. This is like really a quiz, but I'm not... I don't know if you'll be into it. Well, I think you actually will be into it. Yeah. I love anything where I'm the center of attention for a couple minutes. Okay, great. Here we go. Before X stood for a kiss, what did it represent? They're making a bunch of assumptions on this quiz, okay? Okay. It stood for um, the sound of the alphabet. What did it represent at the end of a letter? Death. No, the cross. Josh, off your Oh, name. chiasm. That's a Greek yeah. letter thing. That's not the X. That's what I'm saying. They're making a lot of assumptions. Key. Yes. Keyism. 
That's why you see Merry Xmas sometimes. Cupid has what name in Greek Greek mythology? Mm. Also, is it, is it Cupid? Is who Nike? No. Nike. Yeah, isn't that a Greek? Um, oh, uh, it's also Harry Styles' role in the Eternals. Oh, the new guy. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's the brother of Thanos. Yeah. Uh, what's opposite of death? Life? Uh, Zoe? No. I think love. Love. Um, is that with the word love in Greek? Yeah. Uh, Karis? No. Eros. Eros, yes. Yeah. Oh, so prudent. That's going to come up in our conversation later. Oh, great. Eros. In Roman mythology, Cupid is the son of whom? Cupid, Eros is the son of Thanos. <laughs> <laughs> no, they're brothers. Death, <laughs> death and love were both born out of Zeus. This says Venus. Venus. In Roman mythology, with whom does Cupid fall in love? What? Why does Cupid get so much? Time? Um, oh, Hydra. Because of <laughs> the snakehead. Um, You're just talking about Marvel. Uh, Athena. It says Psyche. Okay. Oh yeah. Hmm. Uh, oh, duh. Have you ever read Till We Have Faces? No. Okay. That sounds like I should. C.S. Lewis. That's also coming up again. When wow. what Valentine's Day candy was first created on equipment made for lozenges? Lozenges. Um, what Valentine's candy? This, this is really a candy. I only think about it. Valentine's Are those candy Day. hearts? Yeah, oh. they're called sweethearts. Sweethearts. When did sweethearts first get their shape? Uh, nineteen fourteen. Nineteen oh one. Very close in Thank the you. grand scheme of things. Yeah, I thought we'd start war that year and. Yeah, and make candy. Wearing your heart on your sleeve has origins from honoring which Roman goddess? Oh, Athena. Juno. Juno. Who could have known that? Well, somebody who knows their Greek mythology. That's true. In the Victorian, uh, yeah. In the Victorian era, era mean-spirited Valentine's Day cards were called blank Valentines. I did not know this. Um, black Valentines? That vinegar Valentines. Oh, I apologize if that was latently racist. Sure. Um, I just know that sometimes people do the stuff with the black hearts imagery. Oh yeah, yeah. Another Victorian era term for a mean and comically mocking Valentine's Day card shares a name with what TV show? I'll read the question again. Yeah, thank you for giving me an opportunity. <laughs> Another Victorian era term for a mean and comically mocking Valentine's Day card shares a name with what TV show? Mm, Love Boat. No. Okay. Do you want me to tell you? Mm-hmm. Okay, Penny Dreadful. Penny Dreadful. Like a penny valentine? I thought I don't that was know. just like a penny. I don't know. I know Dreadful. Who wrote the oldest known Valentine's Day message? I didn't. St. Valentine. No, the Duke of Orleans. How would, how would they know that? <laughs> yeah. And also, who's they? This is Parade, I guess, the magazine. Yeah. Um, from where was the oldest known Valentine's Day message sent? Uh, Paris. Did you say Paris? Mm hmm. Um, it doesn't specify the city. It's like a location. Nice, <laughs> like, France. Uh, no, no, no. Like uh Oh, Europe. Like your, like a. Like um, Western Europe. The hospital is oh, like. Oh, it was like an, sent from the post office. Yeah, it was sent from prison. That's <laughs> what it says. Sent from a person? No, prison. From prison. Prison. <laughs> okay. Uh, when was the oldest known Valentine's Day message written? Uh, 1207. 1415. Okay. 
Sweethearts production. We're back to the candy. Temporarily suspended in which year? Uh... 1944. This is so surprising. I totally would have guessed a World War II year. Okay. 2019. Oh, the pandemic. No, that was before the pandemic. Yeah. Well, it's because they're gross and nobody really wants them. Nobody wanted them. Okay. <laughs> About how many roses are sent for Valentine's Day each year? Globally? Yeah. Well, a dozen. Let's see. I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go up over a billion. <laughs> it says 50 million. Oh, well, I was way off. <laughs> By 950 million. I just thought like, okay, how many people send roses? You send a dozen roses. Yeah. Do one twelfth of all Americans send roses? Yes. That's 330 million roses right there. Okay. It was 50 million? 50 million. Okay. I mean, how many roses are used in the Rose Bowl parade? Maybe people are using like, um, well, but this says for Valentine's Day. Okay. Maybe people are not always sending roses. Yeah. I bet they're opting for different flowers. Yeah. The rose is overdone. All the fours do not want roses. No. Good way to end your relationship. Yeah. Send that four a rose. Send a four a rose. Valentine's Day celebrations may be traced back to what Roman holiday traditionally celebrated on February 15th? Oh, Boxing Day. Nailed it. Um, It's actually Lupercalia. Yeah, Lupercalia. That's something to do with the moon, I guess. Yeah, it's always the moon. Who invented the first Valentine's Day candy box? Briars. Richard Cadbury. Okay. Interesting. The bunny guy. I think he was a chocolate guy. Well, you know, the Cadbury Easter egg bunny? Yeah. Yeah, the bunny guy. Yeah, the bunny guy. On average, how many marriage proposals are there on every Valentine's Day? Uh, None successfully to Enneagram Force. None successfully to Enneagram Force. There are 1,684 a year. This is 220,000, which again is like, how could you know? How could you know? They scan the uh, Facebook. It's got all that metadata now. All It has all of that. A single red rose surrounded by baby's breath is called what by florists? Hmm. Uh, blood by four florists. Nailed it. A signature rose. I, have I gotten one right yet? <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> no. Nope. Wait, I'm thinking now. Go, keep going. Okay. <laughs> I um, said candy hearts. Letters, yeah, you got the candy hearts. Sweethearts, candy hearts. Yes. Okay. Uh, letters to Juliet are sent to what city every year? San Francisco. No, you can't really get this one. Oh, is it Italy? Yeah. Um, oh Romeo, Romeo, Arthur, Romeo. Yeah. Letters to Juliet or Milan. Verona. Verona. Ugh, Obviously, that's, right. that's what you meant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, what do yellow roses symbolize? I'm looking through that bead thing as a kid. Something about Jesus. No. Well, sure. Forgiveness. What's not with about Jesus? You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, no. So if a red rose is like a romantic relationship. Oh, friendship. Yes. That's in our subject today. Yes, it is. Uh, kissing increases most people's heart rate to how many beads per minute? Uh, 123. One ten. Okay. That's not. I mean, nothing. Yeah. Um, what if you died because somebody kissed you? I wonder if someone has. That's got to be a thing. And not because it was like poison. No, not like the. Um, was that one Marcella? Um, Tar- Targaryen. Oh, and the yeah. boat from. The, oh yeah. The Sanskrit and sisters. They died. Yeah, that was a kiss. All right, that keep was going. Weird. Yeah, killing a kid. Very George Martin of them. Yes, remember when like uh, 
Not Targaryen. Game of Thrones was good. Bara- Baratheon. Baratheon. But really. But really. Lannister. Lannister. Um, that would have been fun to talk about if we had a podcast then. GOT. Well, yeah. Did you watch it? Mm-hmm. Like in, in real time. Yeah, me too. William Shakespeare mentions Valentine's Day in which of his plays? Mm, King Lear. Hamlet. Okay. Good Charlotte's My Bloody Valentine was inspired by what story? Mm, the Valentine Massacre. A Telltale Heart by Edgar Allan Poe. Oh, that guy. How about... <laughs> Speaking of fours. Did you ever listen to Good Charlotte? No. I watched the Pit and the Pendulum. Wasn't that him? Yes. Yeah. Also him. And the... And the Raven? The Raven. the Raven. Baltimore Raven. Nailed it. Um, how many heart-shaped boxes of chocolates are typically sold each Valentine's Day? 50 million. 35 million. Okay, so... You'd think there'd be as many chocolates as roses, right? Boxes, though, right? It's yeah. a total roses. Okay. So everybody sends a dozen roses, right? And then, yeah. Oh, like, that's true. You know what I mean? You divide, you're looking at 5 million senders. Yeah. But there's 35 million senders of boxes of chocolates. Yeah. So there are more chocolates. Yeah, I see. What brain chemical is known as the cuddle or love hormone? Uh, tryptonite. Tryptophan. Yeah. You have to take a nap. No. Turkey. It says oxy- <laughs> oxytocin. Oxytocin. I actually need it. I read that book, um, Botany of Desire. Mm, botany. Uh, it's that lady, the she, Helen Fisher, that one I always had quote in our thing. Oh, yeah. She talks about the different kind of things yeah. that happen with chemicals in the body. Yeah, know. that's right. Yeah, we've talked about them before. Should have known that. What insanely popular website debuted on Valentine's Day in 2005? Oh, this is Ooh, interesting. Um, Facebook. Um, YouTube. Really? Yeah, Facebook, I think, debuted before 2005. Yeah, okay. Um, St. Valentine was said to be martyred in what year? Ooh, <laughs> it's all insane things. I'm going to say a, start with a century and you say higher or lower. Okay. 18. Lower. 14. Lower. 12? Lower. 8. Lower. 4? Lower. 3? Is 380. Like 300 something? Yeah, that would have been like Augustine's era. Um, lower. 1. No, higher. 2. Yeah. 285. 269. St. Valentine? That St. Valentine? Is that old? This is the thing I have with the Catholic Church. I love so much of it, and I'm thankful for like the... I mean, you know, they did a lot of bad things. The church in general, whatever. Yeah. I'm not trying to like sure. cause division or whatever. Yeah. But some of the stuff about like saints and like the years and I'm like, so this is a story. Like we're all joining into this story yeah. together. Yeah. But like, you don't know. Yeah, they don't know. History was a little different deal back then. Yeah, it was different. Before the Enlightenment. Recording we talked about, history. We talked about that recently, yeah. Okay. Um. Okay, there's many more. Do you want to keep going? Well, ba- let's say this. Good thing the success of my love life is not predicated on this quiz score. We'll yeah. say that. Do you ever think you were like really lucky because at like whatever fourteen you just like found this person that you? Were oh like... God! If I had a date now, I just it would be over. I wouldn't. <laughs> nobody would marry me. It's uh, yeah. <gasps> That's so funny. That's yeah, just the, it's over for me if Lindsay goes. Okay. Love as I know it. Okay. Um. Wow. What a thing I think, think it would about. be really hard for me to date at this point. Yeah. And if I dated now, it'd be like, okay, do you love my kids? Is that your top priority too? Okay, right. then maybe. If not, forget it. Right, right, right. So I'd probably just die. 
I'd spend the last 20 years in a cabin by myself in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. And I would hunt, and I would fish, and yeah. then I would go to the bar at night and have a glass of whiskey. I'd be sad, but that part of it would be great. The whiskey or the getting to live in the Well, that whole peninsula. lifestyle. Okay, okay. Okay, okay. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. And then, but what would, how would you stay in touch with your kids? Well, they would worry about me, because I'd be a guy who, like, doesn't worry about calling them back when I want to, and then I remember it'd be too late. And yeah. Then, but it'd be fine. This is a whole, like, movie script you've already read. Because I wouldn't want to be a burden. Because that's what old people do. They don't want to be a burden to their kids anymore. Right. Um, I would take trips to... Which is so silly. They wiped your butt. You should take care of them. I know. Um, I would um, I would take trips in my my RV to go see my, my kids and grandkids. Okay. Um, Are you excited about having grandkids one day? Yes. I'm just also... I, I'm not a person who does well getting old. Sure. My glory days are behind me. <laughs> No, I think that's so embarrassing. Uh, in every sense. No, I don't know. I'm grateful to be alive. Yeah. I just also, like, I, I'm acutely aware how my body's declining because I try and compete against my son in sports right now. Yeah. Every time you every time you feel that, you should say thank you to your body for taking you exactly where you've been all your life, though. Yeah. No, I've had a good one. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a dreadful topic, though. I mean, the chances, first of all, of Lindsay dying for me are very um, small. Right. If you just look at her health habits. Uh, I exercise way more, but I eat just atrociously. Yeah. So. Right, and the f- the food thing is a um, major predictor of health. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like long Mountain Dew. And women last. Not a lot of centennials lead off with Mountain Dew. <laughs> and women. Last long. Normally live I longer. Think so. Yeah. That's what I think is. The, yeah. The, the statistical data. Yeah. So there you have it. But I like that you have this whole, like, movie script planned out. Well, I just, you know what it is, is I read a lot of, um, this guy named Jim Harrison. Uh-huh. And he writes, he wrote the short story that became Legends of the Fall. Mm. But a lot of his characters are kind of gruff old men in yeah. either Montana or the Upper like Peninsula. like Clint Eastwood characters. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe not that eloquent even. So, oh, okay. You know, I mean, not a, lot of, not a lot of culture in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. It just is the most beautiful place in the world to me, and to, like... Play in that playground for yeah. a big chunk of my life would be great joy. Yeah, but you could never ever like shovel your um, runway driveway. I couldn't shovel my driveway. I just feel like that's how men die when they live in Michigan. Oh yeah, well, a heart attack or whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, that I feel like that trope is out there for sure. Yeah, I would have a snowplow because I'd have a, a rusty old truck, okay. like an eighty-five Ford with a plow in the front. But then the bed of it would like fill up with snow. Well, that's but Taylor would have holes in the bed because it's that old and rusty. So they would fall. They the would snow rain, would fall through. It would melt and it would fall through. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, it'd just be for my black lab and for my my gun rack and my fly fishing poles. Okay, good. Yeah, your and, gun and rack and for my plow on the for front. all your guns. And yeah, I'd have like a, a two one log cabin that was yeah. hand built, probably one hundred and ten years old. Yeah. Hopefully has some proximity to a nice river. Would you have a smoke? Uh, of course, uh, because my primary cooking method fireplace. would be. In like that kind of a interior fire oven. Okay, great. Yes. Yeah. Good job. Thanks for letting me live vicariously in this. Of course, I don't love any of that because it doesn't include Lindsay. But right. That um, you can tell I've thought about that life. Yeah, I can tell. I can tell. I could also live very cheaply. I believe that. Again, uh, we talked about <laughs> like at twenty three, you were like a budget. Yes. Yeah. Well, and I just. I would do geothermal heating. Well, I would burn fires around the clock. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't run the thermostat ever. 
Sure. Um, I wouldn't need AC up there. My health insurance would be expensive because our country's a mess. Right. But um, I would have a lot of my own food I would make. Yeah. Because I'd hunt and fish. Yeah. I'd grow a garden. Yeah. I'd learn how to can. Yeah. I want to do all those things. Yeah. Well, that'd be the life, huh? Like right have now. chickens? Yeah. Yeah. I think I could have chickens because I think I chickens could, are easy. could kill chickens yeah. to eat them. Well, the kind of chickens that lay eggs are the kind you eat. They aren't the kind you, you can. Eat. You can stew them. Yeah. But most people don't eat those kinds of chickens. Oh. So you'd have to get um, but you can, corn or something. But can you buy chickens that you can eat? Yeah, but you know that most chickens we eat are like 56 days old. Very specific. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And think about how large... Because they have to be that age? Well, it's just, it's all about the economics of it. Oh. Okay. So it's like, it's worth it for them to have a chicken from egg to, you know, to the market that long before it becomes cost prohibitive because of keeping it alive and feeding it. Yeah. But just think about how the, the rate at which they have to grow that chicken for it to be that size when you get it and it's 56 days old. Yeah, that's crazy. Can you imagine the hormone growth in those things? Yeah. And that's what we eat by the dozens. I think I'd have to think through that. Um, I well, think I'd... that's the thing, though. If you grew your own chickens, you could you could grow them for I a could, year before you I could them. kill them whenever I wanted. Yeah. Um, I think you're I like, could be... Chicken um, legs would be much smaller, by the way. Yeah. Those yeah. are the ones you grew in your yard. Yeah. Okay, keep going. Sorry, I interrupted you. I think I could be mostly vegetarian, though, without mm-hmm. trying too hard. I really like beans. Well, you could be pescatarian, too, if you're living in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. Because you can just catch the fish? Mm-hmm. I'm, salmon and trout up there? Oh, wow. I'm yeah. very into salmon oh, yeah, right now, too. Chinook salmon up there? I they cooked, have steel. We cooked a salmon the other day, and it was so easy to cook and delicious without doing it's much It's a to great, it. expensive fish. A great expensive fish. It's great, but it's also expensive. Oh yeah, man, if salmon you, per if pound. You catch it. We used to eat salmon when we first got married. Uh-huh. It was five dollars a pound. I mean, I haven't looked lately, but like I buy cod during Lent, and cod is like twelve to thirteen dollars a pound now. Really? Yeah, I've got a great book on overfishing. If you want to read it, on overfishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm watching a show on Netflix called Ugly Delicious, and they're talking about. The like over shrimping in the yeah. Gulf of Mexico. Yeah. It makes me so sad. Shrimp yeah. is like some of my favorite stuff. Yep. And I, if they kill it, I'll be so sad. Yeah. Well, I'm concerned about a lot of. We're way off topic. Okay. Yeah. All right. Thanks for indulging us in my bad quiz performance and me mapping out my life. God bless her soul. If Lindsay weren't around as long as I am, which we know is statistically untrue. Okay. So, uh, Taylor, it's time for a word from our sponsor. Woohoo! Our sponsor. Taylor. Yeah. Well, the the year has had kind of a, a symmetry to it because last February, you know what happened in Waco? A freeze? A winter apocalypse. And we just had another one. Not quite to the same scale. Nobody died. It was great. But... Yes. Very good that nobody died. That means we were reached out and got our same sponsor this week. Yeah. This or this this time of year. If you have any plumbing needs coming out of what happened last week, uh-huh. boy, do we have a great recommendation for you. We totally Smoot do. Anderson... Over on 3400 Clay Avenue. Yeah. We'll have all the best and most intricate plumbing needs you might have to have addressed. Yes. And they will have it and they will deliver. Don't wait in long lines. Don't go running after those Lowe's employees. Uh, we've talked Never. about this before with Circle Hardware, our other great sponsor. If you have plumbing needs, get the customer service you deserve and the parts you need at Smoot Anderson over on 3400 Clay Avenue. Go get them. And we're back. <laughs> we're back. Well, Taylor... Valentine's Day is on the way. I wanted to talk about friendship. 
I love talking about friendships. Well, I want to talk about love, a large umbrella. And then we're going to talk about friendships specifically. Okay. Um, okay. C.S. Lewis. It's a great book. He may be dated, but his ideas aren't. He may be dated. Um, says there are four loves. Four loves. In the Greek language. Yeah. They are storhe, silent G there. That's the empathy bond. Um, that is liking someone through the fondness of familiarity. Family members or people who relate in familiar ways that have otherwise found themselves bonded by chance. Sure. Um, so the most common example here is the natural affection of the parent and the child. Okay. Right. Storhe. It's ready-made. Yeah, right. Born with it, okay? Yeah. And it's ferocious in its connective power. Yes. There is Eros, who we referenced before, brother of Thanos. Eros is what happens in romantic relationships. It is lust. It is being in love. Mm-hmm. It is the bedroom stuff that we're not going to get into. No, um, not, not today. And as we just heard it uh, in the quiz, it's, it has its origins in Venus, okay? In mm-hmm. case you're, yeah, no, you're into the astrology. Mm-hmm. All right, there is, of course, agape. Which um, of those right. would describe what happens in the cross? This mm-hmm. is the highest forms of love. If we're picking on our Latin categories, it's yeah. charity. Um, it exists regardless of changing circumstance. Yeah. I think parents who have a hard child for whom they mm. refuse to be, it's that agape that keeps them yeah. committed and takes over and offers what Storhe can't. Right. But Lewis um, loves philia. Mm-hmm. Says it's his favorite. I think I have that right. Yeah. Um, it's a friendship that exists between people who share common values, interests, or activities. Mm-hmm. And um, it's oftentimes, it's just to the Roomba. Five, six. Roomba, turn your location. Okay. I'm going to break. <laughs> okay. Thanks, Roomba. Done. It's so weird how many, like, we're like, if, if you've ever been on the Carousel of Progress where it moves to the 80s, <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm there now with Alexa and Roomba and all the other things. Yes. Anyways, so those are our four categories. Yeah. I want to talk about friendship. Okay. Because um, I think friendship is obviously unique and that it can deliver things that the other relationships can't. Well, I think friendship is the root of Christian community. Yeah. Um, Very underrated value. Yes. Um, Especially in adulthood, I think. So let's do this. Yeah, have you ever seen the meme? The real miracle of Jesus is not whatever. It's that he was over 30 and had 12 12 friends. friends. (laughs) Yes, I did. I have seen that. Um, Mm. Yeah, and I like, you know, a goal Lindsay and I have is that our relationship with each other is first and foremost the most vulnerable, intimate, and all the things. Yeah. But, like, I have found there are just some conversations um, that are easier to have with friends. Yeah. And that's not to say I don't tell her that information. It's just no, right. they're more natural conversation. Some of that's gendered too, right? Yeah. Sometimes. Not always. Some of it's gendered. Some of it's like, what is your what are your natural interests maybe that Lindsay doesn't have? Yeah. And yes. So that's stuff you she doesn't want you to really talk to her about. She'd rather you have a friend and yeah. stuff like that, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's not the person I debrief the Packer games with, for sure. <laughs> Um, yeah, that makes sense. I'm sure she's thankful for whoever you do that with. And that's not to say that uh, Eros can't have philia, because if it doesn't, Eros won't last very long. No, yeah, it, it should, I think. Okay, so here's when I preached about community today, I offered this up at the end. I said, I read an article, you should have a mentor. You mm-hmm. should be mentoring. You should have a stimulating friend. 
you should have a um, life friend, like life stage friend. Yeah. Like we're doing this together and you should have like a carefree friend. Yeah. So I was wondering, do you have those categories in your life? Wow. Uh, what a good question. I have, okay. Um, I've always been bad at like being mentored. Okay. Because you don't allow the mentoring to happen? Yeah. You don't think you need one or you have trouble trusting somebody to do that or you don't feel like they have the time to do it or... Oh, what a great question. Um, I think it is that I'm, I'm always nervous to sort of present needs, right? Mm-hmm. And so to say to someone like, could you speak into my life? Feels very vulnerable. Yeah. Um, but I, I think I have a number of mentors right now. It's hard right now because of the pandemic. It's like really the person I've spent the most time with is Kathleen. Okay. So as far as talking about like... Um, a stage of life friend. I think Kathleen is really that right now. But as far as mentors go, I mean, I, I, we, I said yesterday I do consider Bert a mentor. And mm-hmm. um, I think in some ways I consider you a mentor if that is... I don't know how that feels to you. No, I, I'm very honored. Okay. And I also can recognize my limitations, but the areas in which I can offer that. Yeah. Thank you. That's very kind of you to say. Sure, of course. Um, what are the other categories? Okay, anybody you mentee, you poured into. Um, I think that is... I don't think right now there's anyone specific. I think. Well, I'm you invested of, in Maddie. Yeah. Um, would it be overstated to say there was a season where you did that with Brie a little bit? Yeah, I think... It feels strange to claim that. Right. I think people need to identify you as a mentor. You can't say, I'm the mentor. Yeah. But I I just, I guess maybe people that you've had influence on. Yeah. There are definitely girls um, that I worked with in Collins that I think would call me. Yeah, I bet. Would have called me a mentor. Yeah, for sure. Um, I think, too, because when you do preach, because we're still in a world where that's unfortunately relatively unique in Baptist churches, mm -hmm. I bet that you have set yourself up in people's minds as even if not a constant conversation partner is. Yeah, I think there are, I think there are people um, who, yeah, who maybe haven't said, I think you're my mentor, but like think of me that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of that, and you know, I would like to think that I'm mentoring a lot of our kids and like yeah. um, some of the kids in the fifth and sixth grade group come to me with questions and mm-hmm. things like that. So yeah. Uh, yeah, I think I have that in my life. And well, and we need mentorship in different ways. Like, I w- was voracious for it, right? Is that a word? Mm. When I was a teenager. So my youth pastor was certainly a mentor. Yeah. Um, and I soaked up that, that time. And, yeah, I and think... And that changes when you get older, right? That ha- some of that is probably why I feel like I have difficult mentor relationships because um, I always was interested in the church as well. Mm-hmm. But like as a as a teenage girl, there wasn't really like receptiveness to mm. that, you know. So that was weird. There was this, but I also I found that in like high school, like teachers and mm-hmm. like my theater teacher and my choir teacher, things like that. So yeah. So yeah, and then yeah, I think in different phases of life, it moves in and out. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, um, an 
interesting time. Uh, also, like I said, like the pandemic for having mm-hmm. like a variety of friends. I feel like I'm having to think really hard about it. Yeah. Um, but what did you say? A stimulating friend? The other, the, and I, you could do any category. I did a stimulating, like a cerebral friend, somebody who you process, not necessarily a subject matter that's academic, but like a, you know, like you're really into this thing together and it's yeah. stimulating. Then a like carefree fun friend. You yeah. Know, like your, you know, who's your NES7 friend? So yeah, yeah. And then the, um, the life stage friend who, um, should I answer mine? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Bert. Yeah, uh, and Bert's a very specific kind of mentor. He, I I never thought he was a had a ton of time for me. Right. Not that he did, but he's just so busy. But like for example, before we started the process in 2018, yeah. I went to Bert's and we yeah. sat and drank whiskey and yeah. for hours. He's great um, at that. When I on the spur of moment had to do a double murder funeral for people I'd never met, mm-hmm. I went to Bert's. Right. And I said, okay, what the hell am I going to do? Yeah. Uh, that kind of a thing. Yeah. Right? And there is something that feels safe about that person being older yeah. and having been there before. And, you know, I always call it it's the Gandalf figure. Yeah. You just trust that their wisdom can teach you something you don't know. Yeah. Um, I would also say that when I started my job, Ben Dudley and Dave Crowder were mentors. Yeah. Um, so maybe it's similar to how you felt. Um, yeah. And, um, but I also think now that I'm in my 40s, I think about mentoring in peer-to-peer relationships more than I previously did. Hmm. So in my time at UBC, it, it has been a lot of women, but like um, Lacey McNamee, uh-huh. I think she's younger than me, but I felt mentored by her in some ways where she was really gifted. Yeah. Carrie, yeah. same way. Kathy, same way. Yeah, I do think I feel that way about Carrie, um, even though she is, it's like a peer relationship. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, that's a, and a, a cool way to think about it. Just like someone who you learn something from. Yeah, and like who, even though they're younger or we're the same, like have a wisdom I don't. Yeah. And um, I benefit and grow and develop because of my access to it. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, okay. Who is your I'm fun getting, friend? Now I'm getting excited. My fun friend? Yeah. Who I do fun things with? Yeah, like just, you don't have to think. There's You don't have to... Drag down with emotions. Not that those are bad. No. But you're going to go to Valley Fair with them. Sorry, there's no Valley Fair. You're going to Six Flags with them. Yeah. I think um, BB and then my college roommate, Lindsay. BB's like, a seven. Yeah. It's BB just, Sanford, Esquire herself. Yes. Truett grad. It's just so fun to be with them. It's very easy. Um, I think there's something about a college roommate that is just like a really, you know what I mean? You kind mm-hmm. of always can revert back to this like time of like relative carelessness and carefreeness mm-hmm. that and Lindsay's like the best now they have three kids and yeah she's such a great mom um what about you yeah um it's funny because I was like well who are my sevens David Wilhite of course can also be that stimulating friend yeah uh, but he <laughs> well i think sevens are yeah sevens are also oh, the good yes. being that stimulating friend. um yeah my sister certainly is that role right she right. loves just to laugh and we do laugh a lot yeah um david will hides a seven and there's some camping stuff we've done where <laughs> you know he'll bring a shotgun and all of a sudden we're doing yeah. a thing where i'm hiding behind trees because <laughs> i'm not sure who's drank what and <laughs> yeah yeah um yeah. he he can but you know um, he hosted a Robbie Burns party that was so much fun, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. Uh, let the hair down around him for sure. 
Um, there's some others. I'd have to think about that, though. It is funny, though, how often that's probably an Enneagram 7 in people's lives. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do think in a lot of ways... Also, if I just want to laugh, it is like I feel so lucky right now that me and Kathleen are like the silliest people when like all the time. But when it's just us also like yeah. we can laugh at anything. My friend Emily, like honestly, Kathleen and Emily, like we can go anywhere and do anything and it's going to be like the most hysterical, best memory you could like think back on. Yeah. And I love that. Yeah. It's just so fun. Mm-hmm. And then right now, also, like, um, you know, there's a group of us, a group of us women that go to dinner on Thursday nights. Mm-hmm. And it's like Adair and Kathleen and Emily yeah, McDonald so and Alex Lux and Kaylee Davis. Mm-hmm. And it's just like so, we've developed a real, like, oh, safe place where it's so like, great. bring whatever you need. So and great. Order three desserts if you need. And yeah. it's just like really great. I love that you have that space. It's really fun. It's been really, really fun. Good. So it's good. Good, good, good. Yeah. Um, What about um, Cerebral Friend? Did we do that already? Like, was this the... um, The stimulating... Stimulating friend. Um, No, we didn't. Okay. I think a lot of that... I mean, I have a ton of fun with Liz, but I find a lot of that with Liz. Um, She's just such a good... Yeah, Liz, dear. Okay. She's just such a good conversation partner. Um, And in that, like, she brings things into a conversation that I hadn't thought of. And also, she just, like, is a really good listener. And Mm. um, really, you know, sort of uh, is good at doing that thing where, like, she kind of recaps what you said and... Mm that's really helpful or kind of so like it sounds like you are wanting or needing this and you're like oh i Mm. didn't even know right you know and then also i think brett is that for me a lot we do a lot of talking about oh cool i didn't know you guys had that part of that relationship yeah um yeah we do a lot of talking about like i think our, our jobs a lot um which is a fun yeah. It's like nice to have a friend to do that with and mm-hmm. that we're at different places but doing similar things and Yeah. Um Yeah, and we talk a lot about neither of us are like really into like famous Christian Twitter, but like not not into it either. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes the topics come up and we have a conversation about it and it's like we always it's like we're we talk on Twitter, we talk in texts mm-hmm. and just like always a bunch of different conversations going on at the same time, which is really fun. Yeah. So. Um, stimulating friend. Did I say Will Hyde already? Well, yeah. you Yeah, you said. I acknowledge that. So him, uh, Brian Gamble's another one. I love talking to him. He's a six, too, which is interesting, but he's yeah. so whip smart. Yeah. Um, actually, Jamie is a fun conversation partner for me. Like, yeah. we can get in our little nerd things like Battlestar or even like New Testament research yeah. or different, you know, and he's... He's well read. Yeah, I enjoy talking to him about nerd stuff. Um, and of course, the topic. You know who else was just magnificent was Emily Nance. Yeah. When we interacted a lot, um, she's again. I, I my nickname for her was Jeopardy because she, she had knows. random true knowledge about everything. Yeah. Um, and so I always found her conversations very interesting. Yeah. Uh, gosh, sevens. I hate to give him so much credit, but 
No, but when it comes to... That's why they say they're life at parties, right? Yeah, but it's not... Yeah, but then I, the place where it is missing sometimes is like the stick-to-itiveness of friendship. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, you don't count on it for anything. <laughs> you just take what you get when they give it, which is if yeah. they had an idea. No, it, but... And it lasted long enough for you to be included. I do think... Yeah, if you're around right when the idea comes. <laughs> um, but I do think it's been... It's like one of... Being friends with sevens is like one of the great disciplines of my life and that like I love being with them and it is so helpful for me like particularly to learn like if I'm not there in the moment that it happens and they do it with someone else mm -hmm. I they still love me do you know mm -hmm. what I mean like we're still friends but it just is like they're never going to stop everything and say like um I really want Taylor to be here. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like, that's just not going to be the vibe or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's good for me to learn that that's not like a personal attack on me. It just is like yeah. how they are. Okay. Life stage. So I am. Um, do you remember Jeff and Terry Walter? Yes. Of course you do. So I remember them saying at one point, and I was really kind of not taking it back because that sounds like it has offense not at all just like surprise though yeah like they were saying something and he said you know and then eventually your your friends become your kids parents and i thought that was such a dumb criteria for friendship right. um but now that our kids are teenagers you're like more and oh. more my life is revolving around people with kids in the same age yeah um which is i mean though your kids are your priorities so they're going to be in lanes where they are and then you're going to yeah. meet people there which i think is a big part of it right right um, well, and it's like at some point, if we're all going to be here, right. I, I want to find the people that I like being with. Right. And that's it's the perichoresis thing, right? It's the mm -hmm. mutual indwelling. We have a shared value that yeah. is necessita necessitated by life circumstances that we see the world the way we do because of it. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, I think that's for us. Um, You've got a good group of those people. Yeah, we feel. we feel abundantly rich in life stage people. Yeah. Um, Starting with my sister's family next door, a couple of families outside of UBC, some I mean, families that outside UBC. Is amazing. Yeah, but how about you? I mean, I think a lot of those people you named at your dinner gathering. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think dinner is the dinner is that right? Young now. adultish, no kids. Yeah. Vocational interests. Yeah. Um, so, and it, it is kind of fun, you Although know. young adultish, you're what, 30? 30, 34. Yeah, it's kind of, you're in the top end of that. Yeah. <laughs> you got to leave not, that young adult moniker behind. It does not quite feel like it, yeah. doesn't quite feel like it uh, applies to me. I think some of that, though, is location, right? Mm -hmm. Like, I think I voiced that to, like, Kathleen and Emily um, at some point last year. And they were like, well, but we were in Dallas. Mm -hmm. And they were like, if... No, if you were here, 34 is like... The spring chicken. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. But like in Waco, mm -hmm. you know. So, but it is kind of fun, you know. Um, yeah, me and Adair. I said it's uh, kind of interesting that like like in book club, it's like I was the oldest person. I'm 34, you know, mm -hmm. last semester. Um, and I'm the oldest person in this group. I'm 34, and mm -hmm. um, it's me and Adair. There's a couple years younger than me, and then Emily and Alex. Like, well, Kathleen's 30. Yeah. Emily and Alex like 
And Kaylee, I think, 29, 27. I was also thinking about this when I was making my mentoring comments. I think that the age gap really disintegrates the older you get. So a 50 and a 60-year-old, 10 years apart is nothing. When you're 15 and 25... That's oh, worlds gigantic. apart. But even like 28 and 23, it, it feels very different. I, mm-hmm. um, I think maybe less so if you're married that whole time. Right. But um, yeah. when you're single that whole time, it, right. it feels like... That's a lot. It's a lot, yeah. Well, yeah. It, is, it becomes different stages of life instead of mm-hmm. like the same one. For sure. Um, I also felt that with... We didn't talk about... Oh, you did mention some people mentee. I didn't, but I had three very specific relationships over my 15 years, all young men that I invested in. Uh-huh. And now I think of Nick. We mentioned Liz already. Yeah. Where he still calls me, but it's much more peer-to-peer yeah. the older we get. Yeah. I think that's how I think of Brie, yeah. you know? Like, definitely the start of their relationship was sort of mentory. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it still is that way. Yeah. But mostly... It feels peer-to-peer most of the time now. Uh, the one other category I was thinking about that I didn't mention was, um, because in some sense of our philosophy, it's all-encompassing, but is do you have like a spiritual friend, like an evangelical might think of it, uh, an accountability partner or somebody who like, this is the person I'm going to talk about spiritual things with and they'll know my life junk and stuff like that? Yeah. Um Yeah, I think, again, in a lot of ways, Brett and Liz um, are those people. Uh, I think Carrie um, Mm. is just so wise, and and I think we do really know a lot about each other at this point, and I think... um, Yeah, I think that it's mostly those people. What about you? Uh, mine is Kareem. Yeah. Um, him and Lindsay have all the junk on me. They've got uh, it all. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they're the ones who can kind of diagnose my problems and know it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, they've seen the worst and have still chosen to show up. Ooh, I mean, those are important people. Yeah. Um. And those are probably the two people I spend the most time with. Yeah. Yeah. So. um, I think, yeah, I think for like me and Kathleen, we, she certainly knows everything, but it's because she's like been there. Right. All the way around. Well, those sibling relationships are certainly special. And I think you and Kathleen have a really special one. Yeah. But they're also. And I think Jacob is mixed in there, even though he doesn't. See all as much. It's like his presence um, well, well, he's a nine. Well, and that shared childhood history is such a powerful bond. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, um, it's also why the corruption of the best is the worst. So it's like if those aren't good, those are so painful. Right. Because the expectation is that they are going to mean so much. Yeah. And when they don't, it's... I do feel really sad for people who aren't close with, like, in any of their siblings. And I understand of why cor- that's the case, right? Of course, right, yeah. Um, okay, here's my last question then. Okay. If you, and this is obviously very um, uh, trite in meaning, but if you could pick a celebrity friendship to be a part of, uh-huh. which one would you pick? So an already existing friendship. And yeah, I'm, just like I'm you like, like the friendship vibe. You're like, that'd be a fun to be in. 
Do you have an answer? I have two. Oh, interesting. Um, one would be uh, the Wilson brothers and Matthew McConaughey, mm-hmm. the Texas thing. Yeah. Uh, they just all seem like so much fun. Yeah. And I think Owen Wilson is the funniest. Well, actually, Luke Wilson, too. Yeah. And who's cooler than Matthew McConaughey, right? Yeah. So to get in the mixture. Really? The other one, I would love to... Did, did you watch Loki? Loki? Loki on yes. Disney Plus? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Owen Wilson. Yeah, Owen yeah. Wilson's so great. Um, the other one I would pick, I would love to be able to hang out with um, Tina Fey and Amy Poehler. Yeah. I mean, how special would that be? I bet you would laugh and laugh and laugh and laugh. Laugh and laugh, laugh. Um, yeah, I was thinking, yeah, some like SNL, but I can't decide like who, who and where, do you know what I mean? Yeah. I know Toph would pick Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake. I think that's a good one. Jimmy Fallon and Justin Timberlake. I'm not that into Timberlake, but I can see his. It's like Hamilton. I know he's the best at what he does. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, his he's, thing. He's come under a lot of fire recently. Oh, I have not been paying Because of the Britney Spears stuff. Oh. Oh. Well, let's talk about that next time. Okay. Um, I think I would love to be friends with Aidy Bryant. Maybe like Aidy Bryant, her husband. Oh, yeah. Um... You mentioned two before. She's one of your favorites. Yeah. Um, I think maybe, well, oh, this is, oh, uh, well, no, I don't know if I would like that, actually. Um, like Taylor Swift, well, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, they do just seem like really, like they are friends to each other. Like they really, she's like on the record, Taylor Swift, like so many times has like, Sort of being like, I would do anything to make Selena Gomez a happy person. Yeah. And, you know, they were friends, like, previous to the all the squad stuff and yeah. stuff like that. So, I let, think. Let me ask you a question. I think one thing we have in common, and maybe it is because of pastoral work, mm-hmm. but I guess the one friendship you mentioned is not predicated on it. Um, I have a lot of really good friends that are women. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... Um, and you had mentioned Brett. Mm-hmm. Do you um, do you find that those dynamics are different in any ways? My friendship with like men. Yeah. I don't have. Um, growing up, I had a lot of male friends. I felt. I feel. And um, uh, I often found in those relationships that they were uh, not emotionally. Um, like, uh, sort of, we talked some about perichoresis mutual indwelling. Do you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, that that wasn't there. That the men I interacted with were not capable mm-hmm. of providing that type of friendship to mm-hmm. women. To anyone, really. Except for the person that they were in a romantic relationship with. And so, I don't think this is the question you're asking. But, like, I at this point in my life, I have I don't have very many male friends. Okay. Like a handful, you know. Yeah. Which doesn't feel like very many to me, and I which, but I recognize to some people would be like, I only have a handful of friends in general. Right. You know, some people need different things. Do I need to pull up the meme? Right. <laughs> and uh, so yeah, I do feel um, I have a lot of. I know a lot of. I think I have a pretty high standard for like what is a friend. Do you know what I mean? I feel very comfortable being okay. like. 
this person is uh, an acquaintance or this person is, uh, you know, this person is a colleague. This person is a used to be a, a former classmate. This person, da-da-da-da-da. And so um, do I... And so, you know, I think I met Brett when we were in similar life stages. Mm -hmm. And I think it's been easy to continue. And you did their wedding too, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, And I don't, you know, I don't remember feeling like our friendship changed. Yeah. When he, like, started dating Danny or when they got married. Because I loved Danny and she was way better than him. Yeah. And so I was like, this is great. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like, it's like, this is my friend. I want the right. best things for my friend. And he's found this girl who will date him. Yeah. Who is one of the best people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. So great mm-hmm. is how I always felt about it. Mm-hmm. Um, does that have something to do with the question you ask yeah i think so i was just curious and maybe i overestimated or maybe over yeah the the number of male friends you have um but i'd wonder too if it's clergy um and being clergy that stops me no that like because the nature of work i I don't know maybe it's less prevalent for you i just have felt like there's a lot of male well, I, so I, I, I thought about this a lot psychologically because I'm very close to my mom. Talked yeah. to my mom all the time growing up. Of course. And I wonder if part of that has conditioned me. But even when I was younger, you know, I, threes are very, I think, social animals. Sure. And so I enjoyed talking and conversing in all growing up. I always had at least a few female friends who yeah. met that need. Yeah. In ways that my guy friends didn't or didn't have an interest in. Uh-huh. Um, and then I do think becoming a pastor, um, you know, if if ergonomic roles have genders. Ergon- ergonomic. Yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think we talk about work. Sure. Um, I think that, you know, it's like psychology or pastoral gets considered feminine. Um, very broadly speaking, in all the wrong ways we think about genders, right? Like pastoral tr- work? Yeah. Like construction guys are masculine. You know what I mean? Like. Um, yeah. Yeah. Again, I'm leaning into, a, oh, I said unhealthy tropes, but just the way we think about these things. But I wonder if that has, like, leaves the door open for a social reality that doesn't exist in a lot of other worlds. Um, as far as, like, you being able to be friends with women or to Yeah, not? like... Um, well, I think I think the assessment, right, is most, is just real realistically is that being a pastor is a man's job. That's true. But that's why I'm using it very... Yeah. As a social construct, like a sociological ideal, not necessarily. The relational a, work of being yes, a pastor is that like. Relational a, work is typically considered feminine. Yeah. I think we've, and we've talked about this before. Um, and you seemed very skeptical. But I know very few men in the world. I mean, I can have a good time with anybody. Do you mm. know what I mean? I love, I love a conversational spar. I love, do you know what I mean? Like. Uh, and the things I'm interested in, many of them are like, I love to talk about sports. I love Mm -hmm. to talk about all sorts of things. Um, so there's many men in the world with whom I can have a good conversation. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. 
But I've told you that I have found very few men in the world who are interested in like the inner working lives of women. Yeah. Very few. Hmm. And so as soon as you move there, I don't even do it anymore, to be perfectly honest. Because you don't think you'll get any feedback? No. Or interest? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is maybe too much of a judgment on my part. Do you know what I mean? No, and I think that's what I mean when I'm talking about the feminization of roles. Sure. Or the gendering of roles. Right. Right? The assumption is men want to use their body yeah. and do work. That's considered Yeah. Like or talk work. about right. man things. Right. And which is, I also want to talk about whatever the hell man things are. Do you True. know what I mean? Like, um, but when you move into like what I consider friendship, which is like, um, uh, I, so sort of really involves the mutual indwelling of like being with each other and pouring into each other and yeah things like that it is sort of you know a step past some of these things we've talked about but that you do that with brett yeah because he does that with me right. i'd imagine he started it yeah if i'm being honest just because like i probably wouldn't yeah have. you didn't initiate that yeah gotcha so well thanks for entertaining the question sure of course. No, I think it's a still definitely a question worth asking. I mean, there are people, especially in our line of work, that like, you know, the Billy Graham rule, like they won't, they won't be alone in a space with a woman, which is like, I mean, how could you be a friend? Like, how can you be gen- a cross-gendered friends? Right. No. I mean, I think there there's wisdom in the extremes. Um I think people make really dumb decisions and put themselves in bad situations. Sure. Um, I also think you can be pharisaical about a rule that is really a, rooted in a reality that you're imposing on yourself. And Right. Um, it feels, I feel like I brought this up recently, but we talked about the Pharisees and sort of the rules and how they expanded and how it was like, you know, if the rule is like, don't, go in the kitchen after dinner or don't eat cookies after dinner right then mm-hmm. it becomes like well don't go near the cookie jar after dinner because then it'll be tempted to get a cookie and then before you know it it's like well don't go in the pantry after dinner and then it's like well don't go in the kitchen because that's how you get access to the pantry and it's like I do think it is kind of like uh, um That, that is kind of what it feels like in particularly like American evangelical Southern Christianity right now. Mm-hmm. That feels um, like where the rules are. They're kind of, they've expanded in a way that doesn't necessarily feel necessary to me. Yeah. Because I think men and women can be friends. Yeah, I think that for our relationship, um, to just pretend that it shouldn't be a concern, I think especially for married people is naive. Yeah. But I think for... Lindsay and I, we, I, it's not like we've even articulated this, but it's just transparency. And then there are certain women where she has said, no, you're not going to be around them. Yeah. I think there's wisdom to that. And um, it's just, that's a non-negotiable. If she says it, then it's like, okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, obviously it should be, the, but like, um, yeah, I was about to say a, a particular number. She has a consistent... I'll tell you off the air. Okay, great. <laughs> she Love says, that. You cannot hang out with. So it's kind of funny. But. That's funny. That is funny. She's a gut try though. She has instincts. Yeah. 
So, well, and I and I'm very naive about this stuff. I do think there's something to be said about those instincts, right? Yeah. About someone, and also just about like her comfortability. That mm-hmm. is like, that's y'all as y'all like sort of also engage in like the love that you share for each other, the mutual indwelling you guys have, which is mm-hmm. like you know, and you're married, that that is, like, important for you to respect. Yeah. Um, well, this is one more thing. I want to go back to the Billy Graham rule. Okay. For a second. So I do think it's a balance. Sure. So, for example, this morning I was at a gas station, and a woman asked me to take her to another gas station. Sure. Do I, Am I opposed to taking a woman in a car for a ride, especially needs one? No. No. But it's like, I told her, look, I'm just not comfortable doing it because I didn't know her. Right. right. And it takes one accusation. Yeah. Right. Another thing is, I just like, I don't, I mean, there's like one or two exceptions, but they're both males. I don't follow on social activity, social media, um, kids under 18. Oh, was she under 18? This girl? Yeah. No, she was a woman. She was probably 50s. Okay. Um, and she was like. She's like, what am I going to do? You know, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not about you even. It's just, yeah. Um, and it worked out. Somebody else gave her a ride and she wasn't mad. But, okay. Um, but, you know, I just think. What am I going to do? Um, yeah, I think that's wise. Yeah. I also sometimes feel like people are like, oh, the teens are cool. And I'm like, the teens are dumb. Why do you like. I don't, which is not to say, like, obviously, if you're a parent or whatever, like, you want to follow your children or whatever, stuff like that. Or, like, I do always know this is sometimes a thing that, like, uh, parents are like, oh, my teenage children, they're geniuses. And I'm like, no, they're teenagers and they're doing all sorts of things, doing all sorts of teenage things that we all did when we were 16 and blah, blah, blah. Um, but I do think it's probably wise to not follow, um, kids under 18. Yeah. Did you see the, what is it? The Kate Winslet show? No. Kate Winslet, like Kate Winslet? No, I'm wrong. No, I'm right. No, I can't remember. From Titanic, Kate Winslet? Uh, Ted Hannah? Titanic. Titanic. Yeah, I think it's Kate Winslet. Okay. No, I'm wrong. It's um the mayor of Easttown. Was that who is that? I think it's Kate Winslet. Is Kate Winslet? Alexa, who's in Mayor of Easttown? Hmm, I don't know that one. Yeah, you thanks for nothing to do. <laughs> You're fired. So. Anyways, I mean you know, like well, oh spoilers, everyone, everyone, spoilers. But it's like the center of that conflict is like a Sort of adult teenage relationship. Oh, that's a good way to end up in jail. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, Taylor, I'm going to stop us. We're at an hour and 35 minutes. Jeez Louise, we Jeez, really went friendship. on today. Hey, uh, here's what I want to say. Valentine's Day is coming up. Yeah. We want you to value every kind of relationship you have. Storge, yeah. Philia, yeah. Eros, and Agape. Yeah. But yeah. really, those, those friendships, those are meaningful. They are meaningful. So celebrate those. Reach out to somebody... And say, hey, your friendship means a lot to me. Yeah. All right, friends. And it is time for us to say goodbye. Bye.